Thanks for the introduction. Absolutely. The uh, I found out about you randomly. It was one of those. Uh, I think somebody else had made <clears throat> uh, reposted something that you had made, or it just popped up on the on the feed about a month, month and a half ago. Started to follow you and saw what it is that you were making that you did the remixes. What I what caught my attention was uh, the Ten Crack Commandments remix, which uh, yeah, you turned into the the Ten Bitcoin Commandments there, which was I thought was a fantastic. Uh, thing and I want to go through kind of your process of doing that. But first, before I, you know, sit here and talk the whole time, no one gives a damn what I have to say. Who are you? What the hell are you about? And what are you doing? Well, my name is Richard, and in uh, and in this context of uh, Bitcoin, I, I do I do content. I make videos. Uh, I, I write songs, and uh, I think the most the ones that caught on the most is just the the videos. So I've been doing the Bitcoin videos now, like specifically Bitcoin for like the last I would say two years. And uh, yeah, just been putting those out. People seem to really enjoy it, and I enjoy making it. And uh, just spreading the, the Bitcoin message through what I'm good at, which is music and video. So when it comes to the, um, I got a couple questions on that. The uh, why start making uh, uh, Bitcoin music stuff? I, I oh, before I, actually before I say that, do you make regular non-Bitcoin related content as well, music and whatnot? Uh, I do, and uh, but uh, I, I did for a long time. I've been writing songs. For, since I was like 13. So I've been writing songs for a long time. And uh, I, and then uh, I used to publish on YouTube pretty regularly and often gained a little following. And then I kind of just quit. I stopped. And then, uh, but I never stopped making music, right? but I kind of stopped making like content and trying to like push the stuff. But I, I kept making music and then Bitcoin came around. And then at the time when I was like really getting into Bitcoin and doing the music stuff, I was teaching a cousin or working with a cousin on music stuff, kind of re-sparked everything and then when you consume bitcoin you know it kind of consumes all of your life in a way and then uh, for me the one thing that i was pretty darn good at was just this music and this video stuff so i just i was like you know let me give it a shot let me tell some stories through through my lens of bitcoin and the what kind of music did you do or what kind of stuff were you producing before bitcoin because a lot of the stuff and we'll get into this in a second a lot of the stuff you're making now is kind of uh uh is remixes and and, and retakes and whatnot which i'm curious to see how you put those together but what were you what, what kind of music were you doing before it's always it's always been hip-hop electronic more like hip-hop or slash electronic i guess but uh, that's always this type of music i've always been making I, I grew up just really you know like i grew up on uh eminem kanye nas 
Then I, when I got older, I, I listened a little bit different stuff, but uh, lately it's a lot of electronic influence. Yeah, I would imagine the um, uh, the scene is is perpetually evolving, so trying to keep on top of it's got to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but when you came to to Bitcoin, when you started making content there, uh, I haven't seen all your stuff. You put a, you actually put a lot out. A lot of what you've done, it seems, is taking and reworking uh, classic hip hop songs and whatnot, right? Uh, recently, uh, so I call those the orange pill editions. Like I have <laughs> recently, I've, yeah, because I did a, I did a, a Kanye song where it's like all falls down, but I call it Fiat falls down. I do the Where's My Mind by Pixies, and it's like talking about getting orange pill and losing your mind. But uh, essentially, but uh, I have a lot of just original songs that are not, are not remixes, or not like that. But then when I get inspired by something, I, I I sketch it out, and then I like it, so I just just pursue that song and and, and a video. But uh, uh, I think most most of my Bitcoin stuff originally was not remixes, just because okay. uh, I couldn't upload that stuff. To, yeah, but lately it's uh, I've been doing a lot of remixing. Okay, because I've been I, collaborating I, a lot with uh, music, Bitcoin musicians, and I've just been taking their work and adding my twist to it. You know, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, as you said, you had a you you had a previous or you you there was a, a previous phase. You were doing a lot of your own content. I've only seen a little bit from what I uh, from what is the the most recent. I guess I should have dove in a little bit deeper to see how much how how deep you actually go with the. Um, so walk me through. Uh, I'll first the um, uh, the remix type, and then we'll go back. Uh, then we'll go to the to the non remix type. The remix type is straight up. You've taken. For example, like the one that that caught my attention was Ten Crack Commandments. You took that. How, how did you even make that? Because that that's Biggie's voice. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. So, uh, well, first I make all the instrumentals in the videos too. So first, I just I know I wanted to do a Ten Sats Commandment. I wanted to. I've had that idea for like a year and a half. But when I first had that idea, I was using the AI voice stuff. It was just very cumbersome. Very like it would just take so long to make a phrase. It might take me like longer than it make it takes me to write write the whole instrumental. So, uh, I, and I knew I didn't want to do like, uh, just re-rap on the instrumental, the original version. So what I first did was I, I made a beat, a drum and bass, like drum and bass heavy, pretty simple beat. I sampled the original and I throw in the original vocal chops where it's like, he's like, he's counting the numbers or whatever. And then uh, the rapping is, I just, I've, I've written the lyrics for a while now. I've recorded it for a while, but the, the AI tools today, you could just like, I could take clips of this podcast, put it into this converter. It, it, it'll just convert that, that verse into Biggie Smalls, or he converted it into like a narration. I, I do that for narration and stuff too. I, like news, I look up just random newscasters that they have these voice models for, and uh, I do that conversion there. This this takes me off my 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 trajectory, but I'm gonna ask anyway. This the AI stuff. That's obviously the the been the the biggest thing in the world for the past 12, 18 months. Give me your perception of, you know, not the whole AI thing, but in your domain, the video and the and the audio, the content. Do you think it's all it's cracked up to be, and is it going to go move forward, or are we at a uh, are we kind of at a plateau? Uh, at least I'll tell you what in the audio I've been using. They've had I'm not even sure if it's AI, but they've been using like in, in just audio mixing these tools where they have these large data sets where we have these tools and uh, where we mess with frequencies we call them eqs or compressors or, or or reverbs but there's these plugins right now that are very popular they use ai to like assist you in like just getting the results quick and from there you could tweak it but uh in, at least in the audio stuff i find the ai tools to be very useful i've been using them for like at least since 2022 
Mm. So the, in audio, the AI tools are very useful. There's like, uh, there's also like these, uh, we call them stem separation. Like, let's just say I grab an instrumental or a full song. I can remove your vocals from the song. And then I still ha- have the instrumental and I have the vocal separate. It's really good in the remix culture. Because mm. in electronic and hip hop music, we do a lot of remixing. We sample. We do a lot of those things. So in terms of that stuff, it's very, very useful. And uh, yeah, I, I find it in audio world, it's very useful. And the video stuff, the progression is just very fast. Like in the most recent video with the Tokyo Citadel, I used uh, I used the mid journey. I, I try to create this image of this this black samurai because Quakes is he, he's he's from Tanzania, and uh, I wanted to. And then I used that in mid journey, took it to like a, this other program where it animates these pictures, and so yeah, I, I've used it uh, on both ends, and I find it very useful. I don't know if it's gonna be actually, yeah, I'm still uncertain where it's gonna go, but it's progressing really fast. Just in the last. Two years I've been using these tools. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to keep track. I mean, somebody who's outside of the, outside of the, uh, outside of that 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 tech stack. I, I I have no idea. It seems like it's hit a limit on some on some things, but video, what you can produce, things like that. The obviously the audio, um, it continues to uh, move ahead full steam. But you know, I uh, I I don't know. So I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, but the, the on the on the on the remix stuff that you've done you do the music you do the video it sounds like from the, from mid journey um this no, is all I, I mean i get a lot of the i love it i just uh, not not all from mid journey but i get the pictures from mid journey a lot of the stuff i just grab off twitter and vimeo <laughs> i just look up this cool cool videos i download okay know? so it's not it's not on me so all those video clips the source is not on myself i do the editing but a lot of the source clips is on myself and the um with um with the remix uh tracks you've done how many how many have how many have you done so far of all the bitcoin songs i don't know like a lot like 30 to 40 but i don't know how many of them are remixes probably like a fourth or maybe a fifth of them are remixes like six to ten somewhere around there and just because we're on the on the topic of remixes uh we'll we'll do the the most uh, the most your most recent which is uh tokyo citadel uh which was a track that i had man like quicks produced for us, I don't know, maybe six months ago, which was a great song in and of itself before the remix. Uh, but you released, um, why, why did you remix that one? Was it because that we, we were going to do this interview or did you just know no, about that song to begin with? I was working on that before you, you DM'd me, but because uh, but, uh, we're on this uh, platform on Noster called Stemster and uh, we share songs and we share, he shares vocals a lot, Clank shares the vocals, I'll share instrumentals and then uh, we just always like, Stemster's like a, uh, a place where a bunch of musicians on Nostar are just sharing their work, like work in progress is just take stuff from each other and we remix it and we we collaborate that way. And he posted that Tokyo Citadel and I really liked, uh, just, I thought the lines were catchy. Quex is just very witty with his lines. He has these great one-liners and all of these. Uh, and so I just took the vocals um, and then uh, I, uh, he sent me the, the I the stem separation stuff to see this would even be a good song. Once I did that, I asked him to send me the acapella and then I turned it, I took that and I cloned it into like an AI voice of another rapper just to improve the vocal quality. Mm. And then this one, you hear the vocal quality just sound a lot better too. And so that's another tool like this AI stuff does. But uh, yeah. And then uh, where was I going? <laughs> I was that, but yeah, the song. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was cool. He had great lines and I remixed it. And then uh, I put it into one of my, my tracks. 
Yeah, no, it, and it's, it was a uh, the, like I said, I loved the original. I was uh, I was thrilled to work with him, or uh, work with him. I, I didn't do anything. I was glad to pay him to, <laughs> to uh, make some content for us, which was great. I love that song. Um, and then it was it was great to see you having done that. It's also interesting that that had nothing to do with uh, our contact. That was completely independent with this uh, the Stemster thing. Glad to see Noster getting uh, getting the good use um, in different in different avenues like that. Um, with that track that one has that one over 24 hours or 48 hours since you've uh posted it really got got a lot of traction it was great to see uh were you surprised by how much traction that one got uh yeah i was actually i, I knew it was a good song like uh, like like I, I i knew it was a good song i knew and then when i was working on the video i'm like man this is pretty dope but sometimes like uh i'm like how dope is it because sometimes i feel like a couple songs i made with quakes so i was like man this is really dope didn't turn out like like good traction like that. So, yeah, it blew me away in terms of how much traction it got. I don't think the only time I've ever gotten that much like hits is uh, when this is like uh, two years ago when Sailor reposted a uh, a song of mine. Yeah. Other than that, other than that, I don't get that much that much hits. Yeah, though I think uh, yeah, it really seemed to to catch a lot of people. Um, do you have if you had to venture a guess, and maybe you don't have one, uh, why that one? I I think I know why it caught on. But why, why do you think it caught on? Um, I think, one, I think, uh, like, it, I, not to toot my own horn, but I think it's just well, very well produced. I feel like I'm hitting a, a, just a level of my production skills. So just ever since I've been doing this Bitcoin stuff, my production skills is just being so much better. And so every video I do, I try to do something new where it makes it, it's a hard process for me. And I feel like so the production level is just, like, really high. And a lot of Bitcoin content, not to degrade other Bitcoiners or anything, but it's just, like, uh, I just want to elevate the level of Bitcoin content. And so I think production level is very high. And then uh, I just think uh, just Quakes is such a, he has just memorable lines. You know, he he has just, yeah, his flow is sick. It's very memorable lines. And he uh, he just does a good job of, uh, of uh, you know, making things catchy, making things memorable. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree. That That's what I was thinking as well. I mean, the, the production quality is fantastic. And that video, I think the video uh, just adds an element to it, which the song in and of itself may or may not have had but just that um that intro oh, really catches I, think, I see what you're saying yeah because i've been work, i've been having this concept of there's a lot of bitcoin like documentaries but yeah. you know not much fiction and so i was like and when i when i made the song i'm like oh this is a dystopian future uh you know and then yeah that's a, that's how i, I imagine it is this dystopian future where us uh, quakes is like on the run or whatever it's got it's got a great tie. If you know anything um, about uh, Japanese movies and 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 culture and stuff, if if you know the 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 Battle Royale series, yeah, I've seen the first one uh, back in the, like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Yeah, it's way back in the day. But you know, it, it ties in with that too. Like you have these people on the run that are doing it, it. It 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 very much whether you meant to do that or not, or whether it was just kind of in the in the ether. Um, it oh. uh, it very much overlapped with kind of a Battle Royale feel as well. Which is that the um, movie where uh, the high school kids are killing each other off? Is that's that the, the one. one? Yep. Okay. Okay. Then, so it is on, at the end, they end up on the run that. having to go from place to place. So it was very much, yeah, it just, there was a bunch of things that I think just were swimming around in the water there that, that you caught and which made it quite as, uh, quite as popular as it did. But beyond, you know, uh, that, that particular track and the, the remix stuff, um, Take us because before that you said you've had you have a number of other tracks which are not um, 
uh, remix stuff. What are what are those? How'd they come about? And um, what? Yeah, walk us through that a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I write. I just write a lot of songs, uh, with or without Bitcoin. I just always just wrote a lot of songs. So I'll, I'll just make drum tracks or whatever, and uh, I come up with ideas and concepts. And then when I have a thought in my head, um, I try to put it out. Like uh, there's one song I made that's an original called "Turn Up the Hash," which is like you know, it's just like this. It's just this house song or whatever, and uh, it's just you know, it's about mining, and uh, it's just a yeah, it's just a fun track and so I just try to make these songs try to make them fun songs and then uh, I try to tie in some Bitcoin in, in there somewhere and then a lot of times too it's just incorporating memes yeah some memes that they, I really like them and I try to find a way to put it in a, in a song at least uh, capture that energy of the meme if you're a regular listener to the podcast you can support the show and help us grow by listening on Fountain a podcast app on iOS or Android you can share your thoughts on this episode or simply say thanks by sending some sats with a comment called a boost. Getting started is easy. You can top up your fountain wallet with a bank card or any lightning wallet. You can earn sats by listening on Fountain and being an active member of the community. Visit fountain.fm to learn more. The stuff you produce on your own um, is that... Um, is it just a passion project or is it something that you hope that, that you actually look to monet that you had the idea to monetize or, or make a career out of you know, that's a strange word career, but uh, yeah. make, make a thing out of. Well, right now I was just, uh, I'm just making things like, I, I like, like I enjoy it. It's like working out, you know, when I go to okay. the gym, I make music, you know, it's like it's something like that. Huh. Uh, so right now, yeah, it doesn't pay my bills. I mean, I've had jobs <laughs> here and there, but, but I, yeah, I just enjoy doing it. It's just very, um, uh, it's rewarding. It's like, you know, like it's like world building in, yeah. in a format, you know, especially the audio stuff. I'm, I'm really like into the audio stuff. And then uh, the video stuff just helps me um, try to, uh, the video stuff helps me with the writing too, now that I think about it. Because uh, when I'm writing the songs, I don't have any images. All I have are just, you know, just audio files and, and MIDI files. And uh, when I, now that with the video stuff is, um, it makes me think about what does it look like. And, and so in the songs, you know, there, there's different sections of a song that, that contrast each other or change. Not, it, it's like weaving through a movie scene, and then I try to take what I thought of in the in the song when I'm doing that songwriting, and then I try to implement that into the video. And yeah, so going forward, uh, just on that, do you think you'll actually spend more time on the video than? Even the, than even the the music aspect of it, or are you going to try and keep it mainly music focused? Uh, I think uh, pe the people want the video more than the audio stuff for sure, and so you got you know you got to give them what they want. Yeah, <laughs> to supply what's demanded, and so and uh, the video stuff, I just I like working with it too. Um, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think I, I will have to lean more towards video just because it's just more demanded. And uh, my output in the audio realm is much faster. Like, I have a big catalog just to make videos. I want to make videos for, but it's just I'm not going to get to it. I'm not going to be able to get to it just because I, I write songs much faster than I make videos. Oh, absolutely. Right. What is it? Just out of curiosity, what's the time difference? But if you if you put a track together, no no video versus a, uh, a video, uh, what's what is the the the, the difference in time you got to put in for them, something like that? It varies because you know, um, getting to ninety percent of the song, I'm very proficient at getting to ninety percent. But the last ten percent of the song, 
that can vary a lot just to to, uh, to make it sound everything sound like very polished produced and everything but getting down like i would say not the, the bones and most of the meat that uh, the difference in terms of just man hours is probably a week okay it would probably be a week yeah and but video also too is i don't make all the source clips and sometimes uh i just don't have the uh i don't know how to make some of these things and so um I just got to, uh, what do you call it? Um, a lot of it is outside of external. Like I, I'll just take videos from elsewhere, but if I could, if I could, then I would, but right now, um, uh, my video skills are much more limited than my audio skills. Yeah. I mean, it, it all, it all comes in times. I'm com comes in time. I'm sure if you could, right. And if it were presented to you, would you take something like making Bitcoin content in, in either the way that you're currently doing it or a different way. Would you would you pursue that full time if it was an option presented to you, or do you For like sure. having I mean, it on I, the side? I, no, I I, I would because uh, I've done work with uh, other people where they commission me to do things, and uh, I enjoy it just because uh, the process is different too. Because it, it is always like uh, you're you're executing someone else's vision, and at first it could be kind of like. It could be like uninspiring, but at the end of the day, like it challenges me. And every time I've done that commission work or something, I've gotten better in the process mm -hmm. of doing it. And so I just like that. And it, that becomes a challenge because I can see myself, if I just, just do these music videos all the time, I can see myself being like, um, getting comfortable with making it the way I want instead of just challenging myself and trying to uh, pursue things differently. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I would definitely make that a, a, a thing and just, you know, we, we all think about that. at least i don't i don't think uh we all think about this is uh just you know just promoting bitcoin full-time that'd be awesome yeah do you, and this um this might be a side question of which you don't have a, a a tremendous amount of of opinion or thought on it um and this is not to get into the the ordinals debate but with the emergence of like the inscriptions and the ordinals and things like that does that intersect with what you're doing does that help what you're doing does that has that brought up interest in what you're doing at all uh, that's kind of a broad question, but take it where you want. Like all the inscription, like I, I understand the ordinal things. Uh, you know, um, the, I mean, it originated out here in in the Bay Area. <laughs> the ordinal stuff, the creators out here in the in, in the Bay Area. Casey, um, right? Yeah, Casey, and he's a part of the Bay Area Bitcoin group too. He's he's around here, but um, I don't think it really applies because the inscriptions are just. I don't. The ordinal is just a theory as to how to view satoshis and how to view the numbering and ordering of satoshis. And I think I actually think that's creative. I mean, it's just a fun thing. I don't think yeah. uh, with the inscription stuff, I don't see how I can upload a WAV file or an MP3 file. Just, like some of the, even these even MP3 files today, like they could be like ten megabytes, twelve megabytes. Like I don't see it being an efficient use of block space for myself. Um, how much? Just, yeah, uh, I, just, just, I just see just, time. Not to interrupt you. How much would be like, like if you were to put one, put a twelve megabyte thing in an inscription what would that be <laughs> i it obviously depends on the mempool but uh, like just if you were to do it today it's like at 75 or whatever how much how much would that cost you to put in in an inscription i don't know i, I don't think it's possible i think four megabytes is the limit oh you know? yeah, so i would I have to do yeah. i would downsample the mp3 to something that's uh, uh feasible and then whatever the market rate is uh to consume the entire block you would need to pay the miner out yeah. of band so it would probably have to pay a premium so i, I don't know uh, and I'm not super technical on that stuff. I understand. Yeah. I understand how it works, but I'm not the most technical. That's fair. But in general, yeah. I don't think it really ties in with what I do. No. Yeah, I, I, I asked that. To, I asked that to people um, 
only because it's it's um it's a new thing and love it or hate it i actually am not overly cons i mean like i i think it, they're gonna they're gonna do it anyway i mean they're, they they found a way to yeah. do this they're gonna do it and they like doing it there's no point in really getting too upset about it um and you know if if you like it. i don't understand them like i i personally i you know like uh the nft craze of 2022 didn't make much sense to me i don't know why this is fun uh kind of thing but that you know it, that's not me so don't worry about it it is what it is but i ask because it, it just, it's such a it, it 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 it's pretty polarizing and there's a lot of money that flows through it and if you want to make the argument that it's all you know wash trading from china or something you can do that but it's not all wash trading and there are people doing stuff with it so i'm always curious somebody like yourself um uh what uh what they think on it and i think you have a pretty pretty balanced take on it it's not uh, probably something that you, that's going to be uh revolutionize your work but it, it we'll see Exactly. The work you've done um, previous to to Bitcoin was was also music. Just from a personal style perspective, from your personal style perspective, have you seen much of a development in what you're producing, either genre-wise or? Uh, style-wise, and however you want to take that question, have you seen much of a pro progression in yourself, or are you kind of locked in one one area? Uh, I am pretty wide-ranging, I would say. Uh, just uh, it, it's definitely changed because just because uh, in the, around 2019, 20, yeah, around 2019, I I, I got more into electronic music, and uh, I just because I really like the sound design and the way they uh, and I do audio engineering, I was just really fascinated with how how loud they got these songs and how crisp and clear. And so li literally that's like a whole art of just making songs loud. But anyways, I really got into that stuff and I, I really, uh, I was just studying a lot of these songs and that's why I'm, I'm uh, and that's heavily influenced me. And a lot of that was because I had this cousin who I used to make music with, got me into that stuff too. And then, um, and with the Bitcoin stuff, it just, get, it takes me everywhere. Uh, I've always enjoyed all kinds of music, whether it's indie rock, uh, whether it's a rap song or any kind of song. So, um, I just make whatever I like, and then sometimes I come up with ideas, thoughts. I try to execute it, and then uh, whenever it comes out, comes out. And if I like it, I'll just keep pursuing it to the end. Like I did a, I did a remix where I use a, uh, what's his name's voice? He's a famous folk singer, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, to cover like an MGMT song where it's like a folk song, you know. And so, and then this most recent one is like dubstep and rap song. So these, these are like, uh, yeah, I, there's no pigeonholing. It's just because I'm making it for myself. And then whatever I like, I just try to execute. And what, where do you see? And this is this has nothing to do with Bitcoin per se. This is just a music question. Because of the tool, the tool, uh, tools that that you're using, things that you're able to do, uh, stuff on the back end that is able to be created, um, in in a more independent way than than tied to a studio artist. Where do you th see the music industry going over the next five, ten years? In light of different tools all like these tools yeah i know yeah i mean it's gonna it's i see it be just being more and more and more niche like you know there's like this uh i thought about this because like it's just so much music there's so much and and then uh like it could be any genre but i, I just find it becoming more and more niche there's like there's like these genres of music where it's like uh you could take like house music and, and that's that right basic house music and then there's like 
20 different genres of house music, you know? And then, and, like, and then in, in each genre of house music, there's, like, different, like, themes and epochs. And, and so, like, I see it becoming more niche and just, like, maybe you just... Because everything's so saturated. There's just so much content out there. And the music industry, I do think, um, with all this lightning and all this payment rails, I do think that's going to change. And uh, I don't know when. And uh, But in terms of just... Uh, the, the the tooling and everything especially with, like we were talking about the ai stuff and i was talking about the ai tools just to raise the bar of like the floor i feel like uh, it's just gonna raise the floor of the quality of music but uh yeah i just see it becoming more niche music becoming more niche and more like super specific genre specific music that actually that leads to two questions one what you just said there um is the nicheness is that good or is that bad I just, I think that is. I don't know if it's good or bad. It kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, you know, in The Sovereign Individual, I don't know if you read that book, but it's a very popular book amongst Bitcoiners. They talk about broadcast to narrowcast. And to me, that's like the transition from like, you know, you had three news channels in America back in the day, whenever that was. And then uh, now you have like a hundred or a million different podcasts and everybody's in their little thing, uh, how they consume news and media. Or you might just have a YouTube personality of a personality on TikTok where you get all your your information and the same thing with music. I don't know if it's good or bad. I just think uh yeah, I don't know if it's good or bad. Mm. And then uh, you, you could I find this in myself. I, I'll sometimes be in a niche of music listening to a certain type of music for like a period, just maybe like a 3 week period and then the next 3 week period I'm I'm just listening to something just totally different from that. Yeah, that which kind of leads into the uh, the funding and the um, uh, the uh, the sharing aspect. Of course, you can do all this stuff for for just the love of the game per se. But you brought up uh, lightning and the value for value. Yeah. What what impact do you think that has? Do you think it has impact? Because some people actually don't. Uh, what is your opinion with because it, uh, everything is going more niche? It, do you think something like Wave Lake and all these different platforms that you can stream the Lightning payments for value for value on? Do you think that has an impact or not really? I think it does, um, but just there's not enough Bitcoiners. There's not enough people who hold Bitcoin yet. Because I, I'll tell you what, back when I was selling MP3s back in like 2010, you would sell more MP3s and. Uh, and the rates were just vary so dramatically from country to country. Some places you're you're losing thir- like in America, you would get sixty nine cents for every iTunes sale. For 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 every ninety nine cent MP three, you would get sixty nine cents. And then in some countries, I would get ninety cents. And then mm-hmm. it, it just it was just so varying dramatically. And then in some countries, they couldn't even like uh, uh like some people couldn't even pay or, or it didn't if they wanted to, you know. And so Lightning just does open down the barrier. But right now, I just think it's very 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 early. Mm. Uh, there's not enough Bitcoiners. Not enough people hold Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is still monetizing. So the, the people who do hold Bitcoin, which is not many, they don't want to spend it, <laughs> or mm. they in general, uh, they generally don't want to spend it. But uh, I, I just think uh, they're building this stuff out now. And um, I'm, I've been following Adam Curry for the last couple months, pre- uh, like just his journey and his his history. Like, pod- I think he started podcasting in the mid 2000s, early 2000s, or whatever. But I never really listened to a podcast until like late 20 teens. You know, I think once I got into Bitcoin around 2017, 2018, started listening to all kinds of podcasts, financial ones too. But that's like a, a 15 years, I would say, yeah, 15 years to get like pretty popular, pretty mainstream. Like you could podcasting is everywhere now. So maybe right now, whatever platform it is, the infrastructure that they're building out, whether it's Lightning or whatever it is going forward, I could see in 10 years, 15 years, um, that being a normal thing. 
So right now, like I said, we're very, very, very early, but yeah, it could it could grow to be something a lot more meaningful. And when it comes to like, say your work, say um, obviously you you put it out there and it does what it does, but if you could construct a system, or in maybe not construct, but in your ideal system, when it comes to um, doing this, would you have um, something like a like a Spotify where you where you get paid per song or would it be a, a streaming thing where you get uh, paid per per second per listen or something like how, how would you construct it in a way that makes sense I, yeah i don't know that one because from the consumer me i'm just thinking of myself as a consumer i like the spotify model i like listening for free or relatively <laughs> cheap well you know what i mean absolutely yeah. on youtube i like listening relatively cheap but then from the uh, producer side yeah, I don't know, cause uh, maybe the value for value thing, where they just her on on request and on on the listener's own volition, uh, that they 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 get part with their satoshis to you. I don't think charging per song is useful, just because uh, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think it's very useful because uh, you're gonna limit who 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 listens, and the person who does get a lot of people listening, is just gonna um, do better than you in terms of spreading out their music. Yeah, I haven't thought that much through yet in regards to this, but I think so far, just from my experiment, just because I've only done the value for value, it's, so everything's free and you, you support if you want to. I find that to be decent, but um, is it going to scale? I don't know. Hmm. I so audi know. audience capture is still more important, you think? Well, it depends on... Uh, yeah, for a lot of these guys who want to tour, who want to, um, you know... Especially musicians who, who um, most musicians make their money from touring because they already don't even make much money on Spotify or or, or YouTube. It, a lot of it is touring, selling merch, selling experiences with the music. And with the uh, with that going forward, assuming there's no dramatic change, you would or would you rather? Um, maintain that getting yourself in a position where you can do the touring do the do the merch sales is more uh financially viable than looking to make money off of people listening to your music per se than album you know for lack of a better word album sales yeah i see what you're saying is it more viable like you <clears throat> see going forward yeah i don't i don't even know because like I think about it too. There's just so many shows all the time too. <laughs> so, yeah. um, cause yeah, that, that's pretty saturated as well. Um, yeah, that's a hard question. I don't know if it's, uh, I think there's gotta be somewhere we can strike a balance. I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, yeah. yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's a hard question. I mean, if you knew the answer, you would have done it and you'd be a billionaire by now. Right. They, they, yeah. um... But I'll tell you what, though, I do have this thought where like, let's just say, just take a random pop star who does under a Bitcoin standard, you know, who does make uh who does like catch lightning in the bottom and like, so it's just very, very popular and very, uh, just touring well, uh, people are tipping well in Satoshi's, whatever, if that's the standard, you know, in today's day and age, like, I remember like growing up, certain rappers would get like hated on for, for um chasing the singles because they they gotta keep chasing the singles, they gotta make the the the, the song they get on the radio. 
But then uh, under a Bitcoin standard, you might not have to chase a single. Let's say you did cast lightning on the bottom on your first album or whatever, and you blew up. You don't have to constantly chase a single because that money you've earned is going to retain its value. Mm. You know, and so like uh, maybe uh, uh, just maybe there will be less saturation of like these pop stars under a Bitcoin standard, or like they don't have to force themselves to 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 to, to keep up and, and chase those radio singles and chase because uh, sometimes. It, in a work of art, like the radio single just sticks out on the album. I remember, I remember this stuff back when I was like, uh, yeah, just when I used to listen to a lot of albums where the song that was on the radio just kind of sticks out and it just, it didn't really make sense on, in the scope of the album, but that's, that's the thing that sold. That's the thing that got them onto the radio. I guess, I guess they, they do chase the same song with the TikTok. There's like a TikTok algorithm. People try to produce music that catches on on TikTok. Do you think that's a function of, um, of the money or that's a, a secondary function of of the studio of the producer of the the label or is that all tied together maybe i, th- I think it might just be all tied together because the uh, the label has to operate under those those functions uh, under those uh circumstances too they they got to push the artists like that and then uh under bitcoin standard i see labels just being a lot less um influential because the individual will now have more Ability, depending on how Bitcoin scales, the individual have more ability to maintain his, you know, his, he has more infrastructure to distribute music and uh, take payment. And when I, I could see labels being important in terms of promotional marketing in that, in that sense, but um, yeah, that's, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. What are you, what is your thought on um, kind of the, the label, the promotion that, that, that mediating blob of stuff between the guy making and the listener do you th- see that as a good thing a bad thing a necessary evil how, how do you categorize that i mean it, it's i think in general like uh it's probably like a, a necessary evil just because uh if everybody like you know not everybody has the ability to uh they're just not not everybody's a good promoter they don't know how to work to whether back in the day is uh, to market themselves or today the social media game not everybody's a good promoter so a lot of people who do have talent they, they the labels do serve a function and serve a purpose you know I mean the labels did get a lot of hate back in the day especially with the big stars where they would have these deals where it was just very parasitic but uh, but uh, uh, just for promotional wise I can see why uh, you can make it be more beneficial and less, uh, less parasitic We're coming up on about 45 minutes here. Don't want to keep up, keep you too much of time. Great conversation. We'll go on for a couple of hours about this, but I'll, uh, I'll start tying us in here. I got two questions, which kind of diverge. Um, one, just a Bitcoin question. The second one, uh, are you question Bitcoin question? How do you, how do you define yourself? Are, are you kind of a, are you a middle of the road vanilla Bitcoin guy? Do you have a, an extreme position one way or the other? With uh, with Bitcoin and, and your thought process, uh, do you diverge? Have any uh, interesting takes on what you think will happen going forward, or do you are you kind of like very very middle of the road? We'll wait and see what happens, kind of thinking. Do you have strong? Uh, I would. One way or the other. When you talk, when you say uh, strong opinions on Bitcoin itself, or yeah, like where so, Bitcoin's going. So, yeah, that uh, that was a, a poorly formed question. My my apologies. Uh, do you have strong opinions about what's currently going on in the ecosystem and where it goes forward? Do you have any 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 kind of definitive takes that put you outside of perhaps 
regular podcasting mainstream opinion on these things? Um, or are you pretty aligned with uh, kind of the, the general Bitcoin maxi position going forward? You know, I, to me, Bitcoin, when I was orange to, I, I was orange to, to Bitcoin to like the, the monetary stuff, the Austrian economic stuff. And so a lot of the, the discussion today is like um, regarding Bitcoin scaling and uh, this mempool. Uh, I am just a wait and see. I don't know where Bitcoin, like I, I, it's very hard, hard to predict where it's going and what all the all this um, decentralized consensus network is going to do. Like, so I, for me, I'll just hold for now and then... <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like uh, I, I don't have a strong like we just earlier the ordinal stuff we we're just talking about inscriptions. I don't have a strong opinion on those. I, I, I don't have a strong opinion on uh, <laughs> the mempool too much. I mean, other than it's pretty darn expensive. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I um and uh, I guess I'm a wait and see kind of guy. Unless you know, the thing I care most about is uh uh the 21 million. Because I, I, like I said, I kind of do this through the Austrian hard money, sound money aspect. And so to me, the economics of it is where I spend most of my thought process. Mm. The technical stuff, I'm kind of limited. I understand, how to, uh, I, know, I understand how things generally work, but I'm not the most technical person. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, uh, I, my, my, uh, my biggest concern is, uh, is uh, the, the censorship, the censorship resistant aspect. I like all this kind of, I like the, the mining things and whatnot, but I don't have a strong opinion. I, I'm very similar to you in that. I don't have much of a, an opinion with a lot of these things. They, they go beyond my pay grade. There's a certain elements which I think are, are vital to the project. And then stuff on the periphery is, it's kind of outside of my, my wheelhouse. If they do covenants, if they don't do covenants, I don't know, but I don't think, it, I don't think Bitcoin dies one way or the other, for example. Yeah. The final question going forward is a, is a, is a you question. What are you doing next? You you seem to be gaining a, a following. You seem to be getting um, increasingly popular, and uh, people are following your work. What what comes next for you? You're going to continue on doing what you're doing, or do you have uh, some definitive plan to make some kind of move in the future? You know. Uh, I always wanted to do like uh, like I said, I like the fictional work. That's why I, I add those little fictional pieces that. In, here and there but uh i want to do a longer form piece you know like a bitcoin musical in a way like a yeah and so i was just you know i'm trying I'm, this is just like i, I guess I, and i could tie a lot of these songs into a bigger piece too as well uh but uh, i do want something longer form something fiction fictional mm. I, I did an album with uh called the uh, life emerges the anatomy of bitcoin where i was personifying this is mostly through audio. There's some video stuff, but I was personifying Bitcoin in the technical aspects. And I just find something like doing uh, fictional work, telling stories and, and looking at things through a Bitcoin lens to be pretty interesting. And I want to do a musical, basically, uh, a longer form one. I, I mean, during the, at the end of last year, we had a, uh, a holiday party here in the Bay Area, a Bitcoin holiday party, where I put together a little bit of 30 minute set. And then I, I really enjoyed doing something like that. This one was just a music mix of all my Bitcoin music. But uh, I could see myself doing something that, like that, but in a musical form where you'll have like characters in this musical set and then uh, the story of the characters being told. And I, I yeah, I think that would be pretty unique and pretty, uh, can be pretty engaging. Like if it's like a concert or like even an opera or like a little short story, but I, it's going to be musical. That's just what I do. That's, that's, that's fantastic. I love the idea. Hopefully we got to get, we gotta get Blockstream on the phone. Blockstream, come sponsor this man so you can make this thing make this thing uh, make this thing into reality. The um, I wonder I wonder if there if if something emerges where that 
where you might find something like that. I hope you do. Um, need to send some love to the guys doing doing work here in Bitcoin, uh, not just value for value, but just generally like supporting the guys that are making good content, really raising the bar for for us all, making making things that are that are interesting, that are interactive, that are um, not just uh, appealing to uh, niche internet money nerds, but even perhaps on a, on a broader pop level, uh, popular, mm. popular level. So you, you, you've got that as a dream, any definite plans or any, anything that you want people to be paying attention to, uh, in the near future that you're going to be releasing? Um, you just follow me on Twitter, real Richard. That's R E E L two E's Richard. And, uh, that's where I release my stuff. Uh, a lot of my stuff. And, uh, I don't have anything specific to promote. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, brother, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for the time. Nice meeting you. Absolutely. Hopefully we can do this in person someday. Um, if you're ever in Japan, let me know. We'll put this together. Um, hmm. But for Tokyo Citadel and Richard, we'll see you next time. Yeah. My like quake. Tokyo set down. Yo, I'm looking the skyline as I drive my skyline. I'm rocking baby name like Neo in a way. Tokyo drifting, what Nakimoto gifted. These dollars don't make sense, no longer on the fence. Bitcoin only, homie. Michael Saylor told me, ain't no second best. It's my one and only. Fiat taking L's. Bitcoin doing well. I'm in Tokyo, yeah. at the Citadel, hey, Konnichiwa, wipe like red dot GTI, DCA to BTC, stacking sats is my nature, hey, Konnichiwa, wipe like red dot GTI, DCA to BTC, stacking sats is my nature, TikTok, next block, this is a major epoch, my C phrase, I keep locked, don't worry about what we got, what he got, what she got, if it's Bitcoin, we good bruh, if it's Bitcoin, we good bruh, if it's Bitcoin, we good bruh, like, hey, got a thousand flows, hey, done a hundred shows, hey, check the proof of work, yep. yeah, man, it really shows, hey, Citadel living, V for V, we keep on giving out, you know what we're all about, we orange, purple, kitted out, increasing Bitcoin adoption, so many plebs have a TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it Increasing Bitcoin adoption, so many plebs I've adopted TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it